Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action. I can guarantee you it's one area of the building I won't be using because we all know how little time I'm spending in any weight room. A lot of crazy scenarios that can happen and need to happen for the defending MAC tournament champions. Uh, the assist numbers spoke for themselves. Looking forward to the trip down to Akron. Uh, sure, Akron. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all. Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. A good Monday to you here on the Eastern Insider. It's finally home game week for Eastern Michigan football as the Rockets of Toledo come calling. Alex and I have the full preview on the Eastern Insider this week. What a good week it is to have you tuned in for. Absolutely is. A great week because it's finally home football, as you alluded to. And we've got some other sports that are starting to get into the mix and some that are just a little bit closer to returning to action as well, Greg. We were looking forward to having some fans and family in the stands this week. That has changed a little bit since yesterday's uh, new laws went into place in terms of the health guidelines put into place by the state of Michigan. But that's okay because as of right now, the game's still being played and fans have a great opportunity to tune in across multiple channels in both CBS Sports Network on TV and of course, WEMU 89.1 FM locally here in Ypsilanti. Yeah, you'll hear a conversation that I have shortly with Coach Creighton. Granted, that interview was taped before the orders were issued by Governor Whitmer, but he's excited to be back at home. The thing that people don't realize about being on the road is only 70 guys can travel. So not everybody gets to be on, in on the fun of a football game day. Two weeks on the road, they will have an opportunity to have everybody back. Not everybody can dress, of course, but they'll have a lot of people on the sideline. But Coach Creighton excited. And best of all, Alex, he's had a phenomenal record in debuts at home during his tenure here in Ypsilanti. Yes, he has. He's 5-1 and one to start uh, the home slate. He's looking to obviously continue that this week, Greg. And I think that you said it best. Home games bring a totally di- different atmosphere. There's guys on this team that go out and Coach talks about it that are here all year long, all summer long, putting in the work. They haven't had a chance to suit it up yet. So to get with their teammates, it's a whole different energy that's on the sideline in a home game. And hopefully uh, Eastern will be able to use that to get on the right side of the wind column. Yeah, it is. We'll have no friends, no family, no band, no cheer, no dance. It won't feel like a normal game, but we'll do our best to bring you full coverage on emueagles.com. We hope you go to the website Get our virtual game day program. We'll also be doing so much on our social media channels on Wednesday. So be sure to tune in. We also have an opportunity because you know what? It's basketball season in less than a week. Hard to imagine. AMU basketball, our Tom Helmer will get a chance to sit down with Rob Murphy to talk about the upcoming season and his expectations coming in to the modified year that EMU basketball will get. Hard to believe. I know we say this every year that, oh my gosh, basketball season's right around the corner. And we say that even though this year is starting a few weeks later than normal, but it still seems like it's come up so fast. And Rob Murphy now in his 10th season here at Eastern Michigan. He thinks he's got a team to really take it to the next level this year. A lot of returners and a couple of really key additions they made that he thinks will be able to help them shoot the ball a little bit better this year. Hopefully an opportunity for them to get out and running. Again, totally different year than we're normal uh, used to seeing. We don't even necessarily know the full schedule at this point yet. I know that's coming, but uh, nonetheless... 
I think every coach we talk to, no matter the sport, Greg, is just happy that their team is going to get the opportunity to play. So now it's about taking advantage, doing the little things right, staying healthy and safe off the court uh, and on the field. And if you can do that, it's anybody's ball game this year. It certainly is, Alex. You, you talked about it. It's a different ball than everybody's used to. The Having to follow protocols, the testing, uh, the non-conference schedules, as you mentioned, all up in the air. And that is, is as we find out, changing minute by minute uh, for who Eastern could play in all of our sports. And we know that everybody's going to miss their game day atmosphere. We'll do our best, but we also can't do our jobs without people and support at home. If you have an opportunity, hop in to emueagles.com. Donate to the Eagles Will Fly campaign. Uh, budgets are tight. Everybody needs a, a little push, and I know you also got a chance to talk up with Eric Roof about that. Coach Roof is one of the best people to talk to about something like this because he really embodies what it means to not only support his program, but he says it right in the interview you're going to hear today that he doesn't care if you donate to baseball, basketball, rowing, whatever it may be. Every program at Eastern Michigan has struggled this offseason because, well, everybody in the country has had to deal with these problems. Well, they haven't had camps. They haven't been able to do all these things that are usually fundraising activities to help support their operating budgets. Exactly. So a lot of these fundraisers this year, uh, I think Coach Roof explains it best, and I won't give too much away, but he said, usually you fundraise to get money for things you want. This year, you fundraise because you need it. And so just encourage all of those out there that are able to support to consider donating to the Eagles Will Fly campaign. It's easy to go to the website and look that up. You can make sports-specific donations, or you can just donate to the General Athletic Fund. And for all of those people that have already participated in the numerous events and programs that the department has already put on through this uh, pandemic, we thank you for that as well because any contribution is certainly uh, appreciative. And, and we know that it's tough times for everybody, Greg. So even if you might not be able to donate uh, financially, just giving us uh, some support, sending players some uh, positive vibes on social media or just tuning in to watch their games, I think that goes a long way as well. We should not uh, discredit how much that can be a positive reinforcer for our student-athletes here at Eastern. Well, and it also can be said, it goes for our corporate partners along the way. If you're able to support them, go out, dine at the restaurants that support Eastern Michigan Athletics because their money is coming back to us ultimately and uh, to show your patronage to them, especially when things are going to get much tighter with indoor dining clothes for restaurants, Aubrey's, I mean, all the, the local businesses like that need your support just as much. Absolutely they do. And one partner in particular this week, Aubrey's, uh, starting uh, next week, is going to do some great fundraising opportunities for us here at Eastern Michigan. There's flyers available, and we'll put out more information about that. But if you order takeout or uh, delivery service from Aubrey's and show them the flyer from EMU Athletics, 20%, that's right, 20%, of your bill is going to go back to EMU Athletics. That's a huge opportunity. I mean, who doesn't love eating some pizza anyways? Good food down at Aubrey's and a great chance to help out uh, everybody here in the department. Okay. Well, that's enough for us. Right on the other side of this break, stay tuned for Greg's interview with Coach Creighton, followed by Rob Murphy and, of course, Eric Roof. You're listening to the Eastern Insider. Be sure to download the Eastern Michigan Game Day app. 
Available in the App Store and Google Play. The EMU Athletics app features live video, real-time social streams, scoreboards, stats, and more. An entire app dedicated to Eastern Athletics. Download the EMU Athletics app today. At long last, Eastern Michigan gets to come back home. They'll play a game this week inside the factory at Rainierson Stadium as they take on the Rockets of Toledo in a Wednesday night Maction contest. Coach, you've been on the road the first two weeks, but I think the people don't realize you haven't been able to have the team together because you have a limited travel party. And for two weeks, you've got a lot of guys that have been not able to be fully with the football team. How important is it to be back home with everybody? Yeah, it's very important. You know, it's a third of the season is gone. After this game, it'll be half the season, the regular season. And for all the guys who don't travel, you know, they're not there. That that stinks. People don't think about that, but uh, we certainly do. And so we're super excited about being able to be together as an entire football family for this game against Toledo. We take a look back at the week that was Ball State, your opponent. It was a game that offensive minded people love. I'm sure it drove Coach Nethery crazy, the amount of yards put up in that game. Eastern was able to run the football and I know that's something that last year you you wanted to to do a little bit more of this year you've been able to establish the run you went over 200 yards what were you able to see out of a rejuvenated running game Preston goes over 100 Samson Evans gets to play his first game and then Trey Best also plays his first game yeah uh, it's Oh, that's fine and dandy, um, and we'll get to that. But the reason why we ran the football is because the the five offensive linemen um, and then uh, our tight ends. We were sort of heavy 12 personnel with uh, Thomas Otakoya and Bryson Cannon, and our offensive line really did a nice job, you know, moving people. And then Preston kept them honest, uh, and Samson, you know, had a great debut, really, really pleased with how he played. And, and then, uh, yeah, both he and Trey, it was their first time playing, and Trey showed, you know, some the reasons why we recruited him on the field. I mean, he can he can really scoot. And, you know, Coach Sewell has done a phenomenal job uh, with our running backs in a short period of time. On the wide receiver game, I know you were depleted at that position. You didn't have your normal ability to run out. Guys like people are familiar with Haas and Dylan Drummond. But you get a huge performance uh, from Tanner Canoe. For the people that aren't aware of, of Tanner, I mean, he seems like he picks up the game a lot. How much does his ability to have that connection with Preston from their high school days help them? Yeah, no, they're, they're really good friends and and then you know they actually Tanner's first year of playing football was was his senior year and so Preston and he didn't play together but obviously were friends and knew each other Tanner was an outstanding basketball player and fell in love with football you know his last year at high school we're so glad that he's here he's not the only one but I'm telling you a guy who loves football and there isn't anybody who was more driven and worked harder in the, whatever we call the, the quarantine period, you know, the months away uh, than Tanner Canoe. I mean, he would send us videos almost on a daily basis of the things that he, he was doing because he wanted it so bad. Um, honestly, like we're not surprised by how well uh, he is doing. It is a phenomenal story and he's only going to. On the defensive side, a, a guy that people also might not be familiar with, Alex Merritt. He's been redshirted, been part of your program, comes up with a fantastic game has a sack uh, was disruptive covered a fumble again youth on that on that defensive line coming up big yeah Alex Merritt is someone that we uh we recruited a couple years ago and just knew he's just our kind of guy just knew he was going to be a re- great player he'll, he'll be a leader in our program as he continues to, to grow and mature and he really stepped up and, and needed to you know shifting some people around and there's guys banged up and all of those kind of things and um really needed it for him to, to have a great game and, and uh, he showed up this week the opponent the Toledo 
Rockets, they come in off a, a setback in Kalamazoo, but it's a team that you've had nip and tuck battles with the last couple of years. Last year, the monsoon and the glass city, every, everything and everyone was cold and drenched and you find yourself a way to get back in that game after trailing early. What do you see as some intangibles coming to this game with you being their first home game, them trying to come back to, to a game? What do you what do you kind of see coming into Wednesday? Well, that's a good question. You know, it's just, I keep saying this to myself because it's just so crazy that this this game will be the halfway point, you know? I mean, it's just a snap of fingers in a normal season. Um, and, and so, man, we've we've lost our first two, two that, uh, you know, we were definitely right there leading at points later in the game and not able to, to close out, you know? And then they won handily hosting uh, Bowling Green and then uh, let, it, let it get away from them, you know, really, really late uh, the other night at Western Michigan. You don't have a 12-game slate. I mean, and, and so it's, I don't know, you can, you, it's almost like each game is times two, right? I mean, it's, yeah. and not, not just the winning and for the record, but just actually getting to play, you know, and coach and, you know, you, you, you work so hard for, for these times and these moments. So I, I think you'll have two teams that again, are just wanting to play their best football and putting it all out, you know, on the line. That's got to be exciting to watch. I know it's a, it's super exciting being a part of it. Last question before we get you out of here, you're in season now, but you've been able to to have a little time before the season began to watch other teams around the league. And one of the stories of the, uh, around nationally has been the story of Indiana football. And of course, Eastern has a close connection with Indiana football. You figure Mike Pike came from there last year, your relationship with Tom Allen. What kind of, what does it mean to watch guys that you've had relationships like Tom or even Kalen out at Fresno and, and the success they're having? Oh yeah, it's it's, it's no surprise but at the same time, I mean, we're watching something historical develop, you know, down in uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Tom Allen is a godly man and leads with just conviction-driven principles. Um, his team knows that he's real um, and they're believing in him and in the vision. They've recruited well. He's, uh, you know, I've coached with them a number of times you know, different, Uh different jobs. He's a fantastic coach. And so not surprised, but at the same time, you know, beating Penn state and Michigan in the first, I don't know, what is it? Three or four games of the season is uh, is pretty darn good. So super excited and and, and proud of him. Do you guys talk much or text much, or is it just kind of in season we're on our own? Yeah, no, we do. We do in season. It's tough, but uh, they're, they're they're game planning on Wednesday nights and we're game planning on, on Saturdays, but uh, you know, you still find a way to follow somehow. Yeah, it's just, uh, he's the real deal. Coach, appreciate your time. As always, best of luck against Toledo on Wednesday night as we hope to to see a normalcy at the fact. That's right. Go Eagles. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Well, Coach, first let's talk about what it has been like since you guys walked off the court in March up until this point. This has to be the most unique offseason in your history. Yeah, it's really been unique. Uh, it's been very challenging. I know when the season first ended, we shifted our, our gears to recruiting. Uh, obviously not being able to have any official visits. It was tough. We had to recruit through Zoom, uh, through a lot of relationships and trust in what others thought of players. Uh, but I thought my staff and I, through keen evaluation, uh, was able to get some really good 
student athletes, some high character guys that'll help us continue to be better. That's the one thing too. You talk, you talk about recruiting and talking to guys through Zoom. Usually you're in the living room, you're trying to win battles that way, and now you're doing it through a computer. Is 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 it been a unique experience in that sense? It's definitely been a unique experience. I think in a lot of ways it kind of helped us. Most guys that we recruit, we recruit a level up, so they always want to go to bigger and better name places. Uh, but they had to really get serious in their recruiting, understanding that they couldn't visit, and you had to really go with who you felt comfortable with and who you liked. I think we do a really good job in recruiting and getting to know guys. So I thought for us it was effective and we were able to land some pretty good players. Well, let's talk about this team that you're going to put on the court this year. Uh, you lost Bubakar Torre, your seven-foot center. But other than that, you have a great returning core and you've made some new additions. Yeah, we were able to bring back 80% of our team, which is great. Uh, Bubakar be a huge loss. Uh, very tough to replace a seven-footer who can score and anchor the defense. Uh, but we were able to replace him with uh, two seven-footers, uh, one transfer from Kansas State and James Love, who has size. Uh, he's athletic. And uh, the Congo, who's from Missouri, who's also a seven-footer. So we'll be able to uh, plug the middle and play great defense, and we were able to add two really good guards as well. That's nice. You, you lose one seven-footer, you get two more. That's 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 recruiting right there. Yeah, yeah it was tough, <laughs> but uh, to be able to get those two guys, and again, uh, not as talented offensively as Bubakar, but they are be great anchors in our zone. They can change shots, alter shots. They're able to rebound the ball. Uh, and then we were able to get uh, Drew Lauder, who's a local dynamic guard, who was a transfer from Holy Cross. Uh, Bryce McBride, who was one of the leading uh, three-point shooters in junior college. Uh, so those two guys, with the addition of two seven, uh, two seven-footers, I think will be in great shape. And the hard part for fans is they want to come out, they want to support the team. That just may not be a possibility this year. Things change day to day, but at this point, you you may not be playing in front of fans at least to start the season. Yeah, that's what it looks like. But we're remaining patient and positive. Uh, I think as the season progresses, we'll, you know, continue to get fans in the building. Uh, but if not, all our games are on ESPN3, which is great. Uh, we open up at Michigan State on the 25th, and that's on the Big Ten Network. And then throughout our season, uh, for everybody to still continue to be able to watch us on ESPN3, I think is an advantage and a positive for us. You mentioned the schedule. There's no dipping the toe in the water to start. You start at Michigan State, you get a day off, then you play three games over Thanksgiving weekend down at Youngstown State, which actually is a smart way to go about it because because they're, you're kind of bubbling the team yeah. and getting to play three non-conference games against different opponents without the excessive travel. Yeah, well, for us, I think it's tough because we won't get a chance to play any preseason games. Well, we're going into the season not having a gauge of playing against anybody else because of the COVID ramifications. Uh, anytime you go up to East Lansing, it's always going to be tough. Uh, it'll be good for them not to have the is on uh, without all that loud noise and ruckus. But uh, they'll be tough to open up with. Four games in five days is always tough as well. Uh, but we're looking forward to going down to Youngstown State, uh, playing against uh, the mid-major teams in that MTE to see where we really stand. And as you mentioned, being in the bubble kind of kind of deal uh, will help everybody. And that's some of the things that people don't understand. They just say that there's a schedule out and you guys are going to play and fans are happy. But you guys had to rebuild the schedule from scratch. Everything got wiped out. Yeah, it was really tough. We had a couple guarantee games where we were uh, planning to raise a bunch of money for the department in our program, which we weren't able to play. Uh, extremely thankful thankful for Tom Izzo and his program continuing to uh, support us and give us a guaranteed game uh, would help us, uh, you know, financially. Uh, so the open up there was great, but uh, throughout the non-conference schedule, it was really tough. Uh, we had to get with teams uh, that were pretty much in the same boat as us and thankful for Youngstown to, uh, to be able to put together a mid-major MTE, uh, which is an MTA which we can compete in and is very winnable. Uh, it'll be challenging with the travel, uh, playing those four games in the first five days, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. What is it going to take for this team 
to take a step forward from a year ago. And can you believe it's your 10th season? Uh, yeah, going in 10 years, uh, it's, it's, it's tough, but it's a blessing at the same time. Uh, you know, I look around the country with all the changes over the past 10 years. So to still be here at Eastern Michigan coaching at my hometown institution, I'm very thankful and, and happy. I think we'll uh, take a step in uh, the right direction offensively. Uh, we struggled last year. We were up and down with our shooting. Uh, the addition of Drew Louder and, uh, you know, Bryce McBride will be able to give us a threat from the outside. We'll be able to plug the middle. And then when you bring 80% of your team back, in particular, it's Ty Gross's senior year. Uh, he's continued to, to improve every year. So we're looking forward to him taking the next jump and being contention for maybe all Mac player of the year. Uh, if he can take that leap along with what we've added and the guys we have coming back, uh, we should be in great shape. And with the guys coming back, they have a better understanding of what a gauntlet the Mac is and yeah. what you have to do to be successful. Yeah, it was tough last year. I mean, we brought in 10 new guys, and I don't think people understand how tough that is when you flip a team. Uh, experience is always the best teacher, and in this conference, you need experience. Uh, with the uh, 80% of the team coming back, those guys have been through the wars with the addition of the new guys. Uh, they've played at a high level and played a lot of basketball, so if we can just bring them all together, get them in great shape, uh, have them continue to jail early on when the max season starts, uh, we should be in contention to be one of the better teams. Last question for you. What's been the biggest adjustment in trying to coach basketball, get ready for a season in the era of COVID? Uh, well, just not having the summer was extremely tough. Um, normally, my teams, and we always get off to a great start, and it's because we're ready to play a game by October 1st. We impl implement all our philosophies and fundamentals of our program starting July 1st, and by the time October 1st hits, we're, we're ready to play a game. Uh, that's been taken away from us. We're six weeks in now, and we still have a long way to go. So we're going to have to be patient through the beginning part of the season, and then by the time we get into MAC play, which is the most important season, uh, we should be in great shape. Coach, great talking to you, and we'll see you in two weeks of the opener against Michigan State. It sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. Rob Murphy, head coach, Eastern Michigan basketball. Well, we all know that 2020 has been challenging for all the teams and programs across Eastern Michigan, and it might look a little different in terms of not being able to be in the stands for some of our fall athletic events. Hopefully that'll change before spring comes away. But there's still a lot of great opportunities to support individual teams and the department as a whole. If you haven't checked out the Eagles Will Fly campaign, that's a big initiative this fall that the department's doing to help out those teams and operating budgets all across Eastern Michigan's athletic campus to make sure that our student athletes still get the best experience possible here at EMU. And today we're joined by one of those head coaches whose program has been affected. It's head baseball coach Eric roof. And coach, I know we've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before, but a lot of changes came this past spring when COVID-19 hit, your season ended. And so this year, you're asking for a little bit of a different way of help uh, in terms of your crowdfunding. Yeah, absolutely. Our Diamond Club has been a huge um, part of our program. It's gone on before I was here. It'll go on uh, many years after I'm around with the program. We've raised in the last nine years, we've raised seventy-five, almost $75,000 to help benefit our student athletes. Stuff like uniforms, video systems, machines, pitching machines, pitching software systems, Rapsodo, some windscreens, some recruiting and player development um, aids as well. This year, we're going to lean on the, uh, the Diamond Club members to help us out. 
Our operating budget this year with 2020 has affected all of us, but it, it took a hit for us this fall and also took a hit for us this spring. So this year we're going to um, implement the money that we can raise with the Diamond Club to, to directly affect our budget. And I know that a lot of people may say, well, they're asking for money. And, you know, in the past, like you said, it's gone to some of those other things, maybe player development tools and, and whatnot that are all important. But this year it's literally going directly to your operating budget. So how does that affect you guys on a day-to-day basis once the season uh, rolls around? Yeah, well, the Diamond Club came to me a couple years ago and said, what does the program want? And in the past, it's been things that we've want. Like we've said, the Rapsodo, a pitching device. That's a analytical software system that teams in the major leagues are using, players that we're recruiting are using. So it's a huge valuable piece to get to the next level, a huge valuable piece to have success. So it's something that we use with our guys every year. Um, same thing with the uh, Synergy system. That was a player development slash uh, scouting development tool to help our program out. This year, it's a need. You know, 2020, it's obviously affected us all, but this is more of a need. We're going to need to raise the money to help offset the budget deficit that we've had this year. So um, we're really counting on the Diamond Club. They've helped us out every year. They've been tremendous. They know the battles that we face every each and every year. And, um, you know, with their help, we can overcome this virus. We're talking with head baseball coach Eric Roof about some of the crowdfunding efforts his team, as well as others here on the MU athletic side of things, are making this fall to try to offset some of the budget hits that uh, are obviously coming from COVID-19. His team hoping to raise some funds through their Diamond Club, as well as the Eagles Will Fly campaign. If you haven't checked out the Eagles Will Fly campaign, a great opportunity to make sports-specific donations or to the department as a whole. Coach, you talked about how much of an impact these types of donations can have on your players. I know it's hard to look back at the spring last year and what you lost, but what did it mean to your student-athletes to not get to play their full season last year? Well, it's just an extremely tough conversation to have. We're practicing at Kansas State. We just landed on the bus a couple hours ago, and we were out there practicing, and then we get a phone call that the season's over, and we got to get on a a plane flight the next day and head right back home. Um, So just a lot of uncertainty. When something like that happens, it's just kind of the fear of the unknown. And the one thing that I wanted to uh, do for our players is to look like I wasn't Concerned. Even though we didn't have all the answers, we didn't. We had so many questions out there. I wanted to make sure that to tell our guys and to to be able to to assert our guys is that things will be figured out. It may take some time before we figure this out, but that was the challenging there is the fact that they worked so hard for the whole year, so hard for their previous years of college or even in high school in summer ball as well for it to just be taken away the way that i try to spin things in life whenever somebody else may think of it as a negative let's try to spin it into a positive for for us just to be thankful for what we have be thankful for that we're out in the field right now and um, thankful that you know we're going to have a season this spring well and you talk about flipping those negatives into positives well one of the positives that's come out of this is your team did have the opportunity to get back on campus compete in fall ball and a little bit different than it would normally look but give us just a quick rundown on how that process went for you guys and i know you finished up a couple of weeks ago with your green and white world series where are you guys at now and how did that happen this fall yeah well once we got back on campus we spent about a week of just let's get the testing done let's get our physicals done and let's just try to get you know the student athletes and the students on campus in whatever capacity we were in after we kind of cleared some hurdles there then we've gotten some individuals kind of stayed in pods so we kind of stayed with our 35 man team we tried to stay in pods of maybe four or five so it could be some roommates it could be by position it could be by grade or year and we kind of did an individual um, practice for the first two weeks. So that's pretty normal to a normal year. After we kind of cleared that hurdle, then we got into our team practice. The team practice, we basically inter-squatted Tuesday and Fridays and still tried to stay in some pods on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And what allowed that, that allowed us to do is we got more reps. You know, stay in those pods. The coaches are out there all day, but the players can kind of bounce in and kind of bounce out. And then if someone were hypothetically 
tested positive, then the other guys are going to be safe. Um, but knock on wood, we've been safe. Uh, knock on wood, we've been healthy. And we've had a fairly normal fall outside of some things here and there. You know, we'll wear masks on the field. Unfortunately, we aren't able to allow parents out to watch us practice or recruits out, out to watch us practice. But we were able to get in the work that we needed to prepare us for the spring. We wrapped that up about two or three weeks ago. And now we're kind of in that individual um, group work setting right now. So here this week will be the last week that pitchers will kind of touch a ball and then they'll put the ball on the shelf for a little bit, take about a month off, and then we'll ramp back up. So it's been um, outside of, you know, wearing some masks, it's been a, a pretty r- fairly normal fall. For those that may not have met you personally, I can attest for the fact that you're a big supporter, not only of your program, but of Eastern Mission Athletics as a whole. And I know you would never discriminate against someone who doesn't donate to your program, but does donate to somewhere else. When you think about if someone's making the decision to donate to our program, why Eastern Michigan baseball? What is it about your program that makes it uh, such a special impact on the student athletes that you have here? Yeah, well, you're absolutely right. Eastern Michigan is, uh, you know, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. We're all pulling together. So when the football team does better, that helps the baseball team. When the basketball team does better, that helps the baseball team. When the baseball team does better, better that helps the rowing team, etc. Um, I just ask that if you have an opportunity just to, to give back, give back to the student athletes that are needing it, you know, whether it's baseball, whether it's another sport out there, you know, that, that doesn't make a difference to me. Um, you know, our Diamond Club does a terrific job. They've been there before I was here, like I mentioned, nine years and raised over almost $75,000. Um, but our baseball team, we're going to we're gonna go out and play a bunch of games. You know, we play more games than any other sports. Um, we play in a, a sport in a season where it's a little bit tough to get in our games early on. We have to head down south. So we're kind of fighting some elements as a northern Midwest team. But if you look at the history of the program, you see the success. You see the success that happened in the 70s and the 75 and 76 teams and all those great players and coaches that have been around the program. Um, that That's what our job is to do, is to uphold the program with the foundation that was laid by those guys that played before us. Coach, do you just do you just want my wallet now? Because that's a pretty good, pretty good recruiting pitch. But in all seriousness, we wish you and your program the best. And to all of you listeners out there, we know it's been a challenging 2020 for everybody. Eastern Michigan has thrown a lot of campaigns out there, different events and whatnot to raise money. And for those that have been able to participate, can't thank you guys enough. And that certainly continues with the Eagles Will Fly campaign and all that the MU baseball team is trying to do. If you are interested, uh, look up the Eagles Will Fly campaign on emueagles.com. There's links there. Plenty of great opportunities to help our student athletes here at Eastern Michigan. Coach, thank you as always, and good luck with your efforts. Thanks, Alex, and thanks to our supporters back home. That's it for this edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Thanks for listening. For Greg Steiner, I'm Alex Jewell, reminding you to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts or go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your digital media to stay connected with us every Monday. As always, follow us on social media for the most up-to-date information on EMU Athletics.